Hello, everyone. This is WCCS Podcast. I am Harrison Zyberg, and this is the second episode of Down the Ballot. Now, if my guests would like to introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Eli. Hi. So, well, first, Eli, um, can you tell us what school you're coming from? Oh, uh, I, I go to Kutztown University. I'm a film major and all that kind of stuff. No minor, though. <laughs> Kutztown is in Pennsylvania, right? Yep, Berks County. Berks County. So Pennsylvania is obviously an important state for electoral politics, especially the presidential. We'll get to that eventually. Um, but I first want to talk about the congressional race that's happening right now. Uh, before we started to record, you said you don't know too much about that. Yeah. But it's ongoing right now. I guess um, this won't be off of polls or anything, but would you describe where Kutztown is, where you are, as leaning more Democratic or more Republican? For me, it's a bit hard to say since, you know, the town population is always in flux in terms of like uh, Republican Democrat. But from what I usually know of, most of the students that I know of, or at least the ones that at least talk to me about it, they're usually getting like the mail-in ballots so they can vote at home or they just go home to vote. Mm -hmm. So if I were to say just the local populace itself, for me, I'd say it, they're, from what I've seen in the community Facebook pages, seems like it's a motley mix, but I see a lot more of the, 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 uh, the Trump supporters being vocal than the Biden supporters. Mm-hmm. Was, I'm sorry, yes, I looked up a bit about the district and it's like, it's a democratic rep from the, to Congress. Um, that she won pretty handily last election. So like it was by like 18 points. So I guess just in the student body itself, do you think there are, like, are there Democrat clubs? Is there a conservative club on campus? I, I know there's that, uh, trying to remember the name of the major conservative group. Uh, I think it was like, uh, past, I mean, I know there's a conservative one because I knew somebody who would come down into the radio station who was actually head of it. I think it was like a gen generation usa or whatever mm-hmm. Try, trying to remember the name of the conservative group I mean i remember the name of it but it's kind of leaving my mind right now do you think in you, terms, oops, sorry, sorry. You saying? there you go uh, i was going to say in terms of democratic groups i don't really know any but a couple of the groups that i'm a part of usually are democrat leaning in general but i know the democrats as i know of at least to my knowledge, according to Engage, which is our uh, university's uh, club organization kind of website, which lists all the organizations and clubs on campus. I didn't really see much of a Democrat one. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think your camp, your campus is vocal politically? Is there like a political atmosphere where people talk about a lot? Is it sort of just like people don't talk about it? That's not really their thing. Usually when there's some sort of protest going on, that's when things get really political, usually. Mm-hmm. Because uh, there are groups like Matthew 24. Well, not all of them are like Matthew 24 Ministries. I just know that that one is the most vocal. I know that guy's usually the most vocal, and it usually causes usually a stir when he comes mm-hmm. to campus. Yeah, so what is Matthew 24? Uh, he's this guy from... The research that I found on him, he's this guy who owes millions of dollars in fines and debts to the to the IRS for, I think, some sort of illegal financial activity. He's 
he claims to be a Christian who usually spouts out the usual hate, hateful mantra, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he is, so I assume he's more of a conservative, um, conservative person. Does he come, I assume he's not a student. He comes to campus and he, 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 he comes to campus. I think he came like at least three times already. Just this year? If I remember right, supposedly he came this year, but I'm not too sure about that since I'm a commuter. But I do know that during my freshman year, he did come, which was uh, mm. 2019, if I remember right. Mm. Now, what do you think about um, AS Pre- Pennsylvania's place in the election cycle? Obviously, it's a swing state. There's a lot of emphasis on it. I live in Massachusetts. We're not a swing state. So just politically, what is it like to live in a swing state? What is it like? Are there ad, like how many ads do you see every time you watch any video of just vote for Trump, vote for Biden? I know Trump, he's, I think he pours a lot of money into his campaign, a lot more than Biden, since I see a lot more of his ads. And plus he's got that uh, civilian kind of advertising thing, kind of it. I'm trying to think of like, uh, it's kind of like Harold Camping, if you know who he is. No, I haven't heard the name. Yeah, Harold Camping was uh, famous for his uh, 2011 end of the world prediction, and a lot of people were paying money out of their own pockets for advertising for that event. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, Trump supporters kind of strike me that way, since, you know, they're going out on their boats, getting all the flags and signs like that. I think he's got like, uh, I mean, I don't like Trump very well in my, but I can agree that he does have a very strong advertising base. Mm-hmm. Do you think, um, so, you say, so you say you commute to uh, Kutztown. Yeah. Um, is it, I don't know, I don't know how far you have to travel when you go to class, but do you think there's, is there a difference in even the different communities? Is there, do you notice one community is more pro-Biden or pro-Democrat and one's more conservative? Or do you think it's sort of a mix? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I know where I am. It's like a very motley mix. I mean, according to our districts, I mean, we usually vote Republican most of the time, but that's because of gerrymandering. But where I am, it seems like it leans a bit more Biden, but then all again, it's kind of like more of a 50-50 split on that. Mm. I mean, the vocal ones, you see the signs, but the silent ones that don't have the Biden signs out, they're usually more leaning towards Biden or just third party in general, because Pennsylvania is, if I remember right, is a very, is very big in the, for the Libertarian Party along with Ohio. Mm. Is there a, um, I guess to go back to campus questions, is there like a vocal, so at Whedon we have um, a leftist union club where it's basically anyone who's progressive but left of the main democratic party, they sort of have their own group. Um, They don't fit into the two party system. Are there those different types of groups on campus like libertarian, a libertarian club or a green club or a socialist club? Um. For that, I'm not completely sure since I don't usually see, I don't usually hear a lot about that kind of stuff. Mm. I mean, I know the conservative group that I mentioned earlier, I'm trying to remember them, but it's like Generation USA or whatever. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember the name of them. So hard, it's so hard to remember, but I do know that they are the most vocal, unified political group on campus since mm. I remember when the campus was still in session. I would see them, you know, like setting up tables on like uh, Thursdays and some other times. I mean, I think the only time 
have ever seen somewhat of a semblance of a democratic organization on campus when some guy was coming around on campus. I think it was like an election official who was helping somebody get elected. He came around handing out pamphlets with another guy who was in the Trump baby inflatable kind of suit. So there seems to be a pretty strong conservative presence on your campus. Um, again, I don't live in, I've paid attention to the polls for Pennsylvania because it's a swing state, but if you had to guess right now, do you think it goes Biden or Trump? And it's three, we're like 20 days out from the election. Do you think it goes Biden or Trump? I mean, I know usually when it comes to candidates, usually if they're from this, if they're born and were at least lived in that kind of state, kind of like where Biden was born, was uh, lived in Scranton for at least 10 years of his life. I'm pretty sure that has a pretty good sway on Pennsylvania voters in like the Northeast, like in the Scranton area, which is, if I remember it, usually when I went up there, it was more of a conservative area. I think Biden has a bit more of a chance there. And I think overall, I think Biden might have a bit more chance since, you know, he was, a uh, he, he at least lived in Pennsylvania for a good chunk of his life. What do you think the biggest issues that are either just like, election issues or political issues that are important to you or to people you talk about or to people you talk with? Like, what are, what are the issues you would talk about if you're trying to have a political discussion? My, mine would usually be like, uh, you know, getting like public services, you know, like affordable kind of like public services, you know, certain things as rights, kind of like, you know, basic health care, some sort of security, maybe some reform on the police part, because honestly, I, I feel bad for the police departments in a way because, you know, I feel like they have too much burden put onto them when they really shouldn't have to, you know, just keep the peace rather than doing just to be like the everyman. Because I don't think that, because I think that police officers shouldn't be like, you know, the first people to respond to a mental crisis, kind of like that kind of thing. Mm. Because think, honestly, I've been through that. Do you think, um, do you think that's sort of a commonly held belief amongst your fellow college students and yourself that like reforming the police is a really important issue? Or is that, because I know on my campus that's talked about a lot. Um, on your campus, is it spoken about? If you're, if I know if you're left-leaning and when it comes to the policing issue, because you know the police brutality, it's kind of like you kind of have this split divide where it's treated like a black and white issue. You're, you're either for or against the police. Me, I'm kind of neither. Mm -hmm. um, I like, so anytime I talk to a different station, I always like to give them the opportunity to talk about their station, plug their show a little bit. So I'm just giving you that opportunity right now if you want to talk about a show you do or just advertise your station. Oh, uh, I, I know if you're in the Kutztown area or if you're ever on the website, tune in. Kutztown University Radio, we have a huge variety in programming ranging from, you know, like political talk, sports talk, movie talk, well, a lot of talk shows in general to just any kind of music in general. I'm pretty sure you can find some of the most out there stuff on Kutztown, usually. What's, uh, what's your own show like? Oh, I do like EDM variety. So I do like a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, not just, you know, just the basic standard techno house, all that kind of stuff. I'm talking more like, you know, gaff, like gabber, like stuff overseas, vaporwave. That's very, it, it's it's a lot more fun when I do vaporwave. Mm -hmm. um, as we're sort of nearing the end of the questions, I just want to ask, how would you describe the 
political climate may not be the right word, but do people get tense when they talk about politics? Is it very contentious? Like, can oh, people yeah. have discussions about it, or does it get very heated very quickly? It gets heated very quickly because usually people, I mean, I, what I think when I usually try and debate politics is I try and keep emotion out of it as much as possible, but the problem is it's getting really emotional now, and people just think with emotion for the most part. And I think the the best thing you can do when talking politics is more use like kind of a logic and just try and stay on the focus and try and avoid the uh, what about this kind of questions. Mm-hmm. Because if you want to, because I think like the most healthiest debates I've had were usually when we we actually talked about the thing rather than just bringing up like oh what about this. Mm-hmm. Do you have an example of one of the healthiest debates or healthier debates? I mean, I know like a conversation that we usually, that's kind of usually a very common one is usually like socialism, all that kind of stuff. And usually when I talk about it, I try and go basically on what it is itself and maybe bring some examples into this and not specify, you know, like certain countries where I know somebody like, well, we went to Venezuela and I'm like, please don't bring please don't bring up Venezuela. We're talking strictly ideology, not countries. Hmm. Um, before we wrap up, I just want to say, is there anything else you want to say about Pennsylvania politics, about politics on Cootstown or your district uh, before we wrap up? Pennsylvania is a very interesting state when it comes to politics. Yes, it is. What do you think <laughs> the most interesting thing is? It's It's like you got like, the largest, one of the largest varieties of different voter bases. I mean, granted, it's mostly based around geography, but when it comes to like certain individuals themselves, I mean, it's kind of like a variety of different kind of things because originally I was like through my support largely behind Andrew Yang. Mm-hmm. And I knew people who were like going all, all across other candidates, like from various parties, Green Party, Libertarian, Democrat, Republican, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It's just, a very good motley mix. I just find it a very good motley mix and sometimes a pretty good grounds to have, you know, like a kind of political debate. Mm -hmm. What drew you to Andrew Yang? Andrew Yang was, uh, he, he was, he was a democratic candidate. He was, uh, I think it was like the first Asian American to run for, run for the, uh, the presidential candidacy. Mm -hmm. He was, he was kind of like more, he, he struck me more as like a younger version of Bernie Sanders in a way where he wanted to try and, build up social programs more with you know like compassion technology in mind mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah i think i would i think i would this guy sounds like he has an idea and a plan so i kind of threw my support behind me granted i i did i still do like bernie but honestly i think like i think we might need somebody younger to do that i mean mm-hmm. no no offense bernie i do love I, I do love the man he 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 knows what he's talking about he's experienced it and he's very vocal and sticks to his sticks to his word mm. i just think that we might need somebody a bit younger because it's kind of kind of worrying to see kind of like you know cold war era politicians still in power mm-hmm. thinking you know i think we might need some younger people for a chance to get a new perspective rather than just fighting it as a cold war mm. is the age of the two main presidential nominees is that a worrying factor to you because i think biden's 77 trump 74 
yeah, it's kind of worrying factor for me since, I mean, it it, it kind of is because I feel like it's not really the most representative of changing times in my opinion. Is mm-hmm. I f- I feel like we're we're trying to change, but yet we're still holding on to like some things of the past to you know try and play it safe and you can only play it safe for so long and i think you can't just play it safe anymore you need something new or else something's or else things aren't going to move very smoothly and you're going to continue to have this situation like now politically Hmm. well i want to thank you for taking the time to speak with me today no problem um once again this was wccs podcast which is down the ballot our second episode um and i want to My name is Harrison Zyberg, and I want to thank you all for listening.